Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries, where we have a conversation about faith and bringing revival to your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Lydia brown Raphael, and my sweetheart, Nick, is joining us again today for our special Christmas series. Yes. I'm so glad that you're back with us Me and doing too. this series, sweetheart. Me too. We, ha- we enjoyed ourselves so much that we decided to do it again, right? <laughs> I'm so glad because it's always my favorite when I have you on. Well, it's my favorite being on here with you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed last week. We learned a lot of good things. Yes. And this week... We are going to learn some more things about Christmas. Exactly. So tell us what it's about this week. So this week we you know, we had a really good message last week. You know, we talked about the origins of Christmas. And one of the key players that was in the uh, the Christmas story is Herod. And so we hear that throughout the scripture is King Herod, Herod the Great, um, specifically throughout the Christmas story. And so there's one question that I always thought about myself, you you know, whenever I read the Christmas story, you know, growing up, is why did Herod kill all the babies in Bethlehem? Have you ever thought about that? Like, why? why? Like, why why did did he choose to kill all these babies? Yeah. I mean, it's very, I mean, you have to be very mad. To 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 just go and kill babies like that. Right? I remember as a little girl when I would hear that story, it would yeah. always make me so sad. It would too. And the thing to really remember as we're talking about the Christmas story, you know, we live in a time where there is a lot of, uh, you know, fiction and entertainment yeah. and movies and yes. fairy tales or, you know, just stories for entertainment. And this this is truly not just history but it's the word of god that's right and these things actually happened yes he wanted to kill all of the male babies exactly and i just remember as a little girl being so sad of course even as an adult but as a child just not even being able to comprehend how someone could do that yeah exactly because what what do these babies do to you i mean a lot of these babies they were they were between the ages of infancy, just born, and two years old. I didn't even know that I talked at two years old. <laughs> I don't even remember anything when I was two years old. So why did he kill these babies specifically within that age range? Well, the Bible tells us why. And so before we dive into that, sweetheart, the first thing that we need to establish is who is Herod the Great, right? We hear that throughout the scripture. But Herod the Great was also a key person in the Christmas story, but also throughout the ancient world as well. And so when you look out through the history of the ancient world and in scripture, the history of, you know, a, you know the, the Middle East during that time, everything that King Herod did was huge. I mean, he had a big reputation back then. He wasn't just one specific king to one specific area. We hear about that, you know, in different Christmas programs. No, he was a big deal. And that's why he was referred to as Herod the Great. He was a brilliant architect. I mean, you go to ancient Israel right now, a lot of his buildings that he built thousands of years ago are still standing. 
Um, in fact, most of, most of his stonework is still in place today throughout Israel. Mm-hmm. When you take a look at the temple stones, they're still intact. And they're still in pristine condition. I mean, he was a very brilliant man. However, Herod was infamous, infamously known for his temper. He had a very bad temper. And he is known to kill his personal rivals. In fact, Herod actually killed a couple of his sons because he felt threatened that they were going to take his throne. And not just his sons, but his wife at the time too. So he killed his sons and his wife because they were he was potential because they were potentially to be the future king of Israel. And rightfully so, you know, when you look at the lineages and all of that, but we won't we won't get but into it. But they were in line for the But they throne. were in line for the throne, exactly. And it was not in a, a secret in the ancient world. <clears throat> excuse me. It was not a secret in the ancient world about his temper. <clears throat> this wasn't behind closed doors whatsoever. It was way out in the public. I mean, I mean, he killed his sons, but he, he killed thousands of people because of that, because he felt threatened. And in fact, one of the historians at the time, um, Augustus, he said, you know, and this is loosely translated because of, you know, language barriers. He said it was better to be one of Herod's pigs than one of his sons. Wow. And pigs were not viewed very well in Israel because yeah. they were not kosher. So it was way better to be a pig in Herod's house than to be one of his sons. It was that bad. And so we're going to go to the Bible. Uh, We're going to start off in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, because it gives us a foundation of who Herod was. Oh, good. And and when you go to your Bibles in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, going down to verse 3. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod of King, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now, pausing here, this lesson for this week and the lesson for next week kind of go hand in hand. Okay. So that's why we have to teach, we have to establish who Herod was before we go into next week's lesson. So this is a little bit of a preview of next week, too. Oh, great. Let's hear it. So that's good. (laughs) And so there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard all of these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. That's the the scripture that we're going to focus on, is, is Herod was troubled. So why was he troubled? And when he heard all of these things, so these wise men came. They're called the Magi. We're going to talk about that next week. So spoiler alert. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Magi next week. So these Magi came from the east. And we're going to go into who they were next week. But they came to the east looking for the Messiah. And so they went to Herod. And this was not their first run-in with Herod. Herod knew who they were. And he knew, and they knew who Herod was. And so they told him all of the prophecies of the coming Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so they were coming to worship him. And Herod was troubled. He felt threatened. He didn't like it. Because he was king. He was power hungry. You could say he had a spirit of Jezebel inside of him. Mm. He was very, very power hungry. And it made him mad. That's what troubled means in this this, this translation right here. We use the word troubled because it was 
the best English word that we could use, but a better word is he was jealous. Okay. He was mad. He was furious. He was angry. This wasn't the, oh, the wise men are here, and oh, there's so many people who are here with the wise men. It's, there's another king? How dare there be another king? How dare there be another king? That's, that's, the, that's the picture which you need to see. And this was inside of himself. And how we know that's inside of himself is because of the future scriptures that we're going to take a look at. Is remember with that is Herod did not want a rival. And so he saw this as a threat. Like this was a big deal for him. He was very mad. And so when you skip down a couple of verses going down to um, verse 7. Because it's going to give context for verse 8. And so then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men and inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So when pausing right there, when he inquired of them privily, that means that he called them to the private. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Because when you look at the, when you look at a king's court, you know, whether it's ancient Israel or wherever, they have a specific court where they sit at and then they have their own private room. So when these kings come in and they make this spectacle, he was embarrassed, but he wanted to call them privately. So tell me, where's this star? When did you see this star? Who is this king that you're talking about? And the scripture here, and I love Rick Renner's teaching on this, he was adamant. Where did you see this star? He wanted to know. Tell me where you saw this star. That's the tone. I need to know now. Wow. Where is he? Where is he? And the wise men were shocked. And you can see that in verse 8 right here because it said that he was diligently. This is like a dog on the bone. Have you ever had a kid? I mean, have you been, I mean we've, we've been around kids before to where they're like, where, where are we at? Where are we going? Where are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Constantly asking. He was asking. persistent. He was persistent. That's the groundwork here. And then in verse 8, he then sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search diligently for the young child. And this is key. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. That's what Herod told him, but that's not what he meant. Herod wanted to know where Jesus was so he could kill them. You don't see that in the screen. You don't see, you don't, they don't tell you that in, in Christmas programs, do they? Think of that, oh, I want to come so I can worship him and all of that. And it sounds great, but no. He was lying. He was trying to manipulate what he's done his entire life. He felt threatened. And so God spoke to the wise men and he told them to go another way. That's why the star appeared. Because he told him to go to Bethlehem. But Jesus at this time, and I'm not going to go into the Greek text and everything like that. I'll put, I'll put a link to <clears throat> to to Pastor Rick's to Pastor Rick's teaching on that because be you know it, I'll I'll butcher it I know that I will but it looks that Jesus was two years old at this time because the translation was young boy he wasn't a baby he wasn't know. in Bethlehem he was in Nazareth yes and so Herod had them go to Bethlehem but God said he's actually in Nazareth and so that's where the star came up the star led them in a different direction. Wow. Because they thought, well, we're going to go to Bethlehem because it made sense, right? I mean, it was supposed to be in the city of David. You know, that's where the, that's where the census was. And plus, the scripture says that he would be there. 
but the star told him to go to Bethlehem. And that, and when, and then it go into verse nine, when he saw that he departed, when he heard that they, the king departed and lo, the star, which they saw, Herod was furious because they went another way. They openly defied him. And so <clears throat> that, and that's where you go down to verse 16, that he became so infurious. How dare they defy me? I'm going to find him myself and I'm going to kill him. You know, I'm getting very passionate about this, but theatrical, but that's basically, I, wa- I wanted to make a point. That's the kind of thing he was. How dare they defy me? How dare they go another way? They are openly defy me. They've mocked me. So I'm going to find him myself. And so that's why he decided in verse 16, I'm going to kill every child, every male child from infancy to the age of two. That's how he knew the age range because they told him when the star appeared to him because when the star appeared to them would tell him how old Jesus was at that time. It's powerful. It is. And this is known throughout history, Jewish history, as the massacre of the innocents. This is not just in scripture, but this is historical. You can find historical documents that this happened. Scripture backs history. Actually, no. Thank you, Lord. History proves scripture. It points that God is real. Yes. It points to the goodness of God, too, as well. And, you know, this is a really good stopping point here, sweetheart, because this is such a rich teaching here. I want to point out, One of the common lines that the devil tells us is that he knows everything. That he's all-knowing. Yeah. He's all-knowing and he knows everything. Past, present, and future. He does not, my friend. That's right. He does not. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, he does not. He simply, and I can prove that to you, he simply did not know where Jesus was. He didn't know where the Christ was. And it was obvious. He is so dumb that he inspired Herod to kill all of the babies and hope that he might get what he's looking for, but he didn't. Amen. He didn't. So my encouragement to you today, my friends, is the devil is not smart. That's right. He's not. He's not smart. He's not all-knowing. He's not intelligent. That's right. He doesn't. And he just tries to take advantage of situations and come off like he is someone who, who is really profound and wise and greater than what he wants. He really wants you to think that he is God's equal and worthy opponent. That's what got him kicked out of heaven yeah. in the first place. I will make my throne like the most high. Mm-hmm. And he got, I mean, you saw how, I mean, we see in the scripture how, how God handled that very quick. I mean, he, he handled sure. that very big. But... He wants you to think, and that is the constant theme that he has, uses, is he wants you to think that he is as equal to God. Yeah. He wants you to think, big God, big devil. That is so far the truth from the truth, my friends. I want to submit this for your consideration. Big God. Big God. Little devil. Yes. Big, wonderful Loving, fantastic, marvelous, kind, giving God little sickness, little disease. Yeah. No lack, no strife. 
Don't focus on the problem. That's right. Focus on the accomplished fact. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My friends, the God, the power of God resides in you. The greater one lives in you and through you. Yes, he does. And it's proven with the Christmas story. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I preach myself happy, sweetheart. <laughs> Ooh, that makes me want to shout. The, I'm telling you, on the Christmas story, how about that? It's powerful. It's it really the greatest is. story ever. It is the greatest. That's the reason why it's the greatest story ever. It is. Because it's applicable to today. It's the greatest news. It's the greatest news. That God so loved the world that he gave. That's right. His son. Praise God. His only begotten son. For me, for you, and for all of those who are listening. Amen. Amen. And I know this wasn't on the agenda today, but I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Will you take a moment to pray for those who maybe have come across this podcast they might not even know who we are or somebody just shared it on social media or sent mm-hmm. it to a friend. But they want to make this Jesus Lord of their lives. Amen. If you will, lead them in a prayer, sweetheart. Amen. Amen. So if you're listening to this and this is and you came across this podcast, I don't believe it was an accident. I believe it was I believe it was God ordained. Or maybe you have been listening to this podcast for a while. There's a reason why you're tuning in and you feel a tug on your heart. That's God. That is the goodness of God. Don't resist that, my friend. And so the Bible says that you believe unto your heart and you confess unto your mouth salvation. And so that's what we're doing right now. And so if you'd pray with, with this for me, sweetheart, for the people who are listening, say, Father, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word says. I thank you that your word says. When I believe in my heart. When I believe in my heart. And I confess out of my mouth. And I confess out of my mouth. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. Over my life. Over my life. That I am saved. That I am saved. And I am in right standing with you. And I am in right standing with you. So, Father. So, Father. I renounce my sin nature. I renounce my sin nature. And I confess you, Jesus. And I confess you, Jesus. Lord. Lord. Over my entire life. Over my entire life. I submit my life to you. I submit my life to you. Take my life. Take my life. And do something great with it. And do something great with it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For Jesus. For Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And all of heaven rejoices. Exactly. Even when one comes home. Amen. Exactly. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please message us. Yes. We want to rejoice with you. Get in touch with us Please. at org. Yes. Or contact me on social media. Exactly. We Could, want to send you something. We want to send you something. We want to give you some material to help you stand or put you in contact with with a with a with a church that's in your area. We want to be a blessing to you. If that's your first time praying that prayer, please let us know. We want to be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. We do. 
Well, sweetheart, that was such a great message. Oh, praise God. And thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to share with us today. Of it's course. an honor to have you. Well, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> and before we go, is there anything else you want to say? Any, I'll leave them with a word of encouragement. Well, the one thing that I, that came to me is, um, is the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. It I explains love that it. song. <laughs> Dolly Parton sang it. Great. Right? <laughs> that's that's the version I hear in my, in my mind. Go tell it on Go the tell mountain. it on the mountain. That explains it. Yes. Jesus is good news to everybody. Amen. Amen. That Jesus Christ is born. Amen. Well, thank you so much to all of you who have tuned in today and joined us. We are looking forward to next week as well. So be sure to join us again next week as we continue this Christmas series together. And until next time, this is Lydia and Nick. And we love you and thank God for you. And remember that Jesus is coming soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. This episode was brought to you by the partners of Lydia Brown Ministries. For more ways to connect with us or to sow into our ministry, please visit the links in the podcast description.